I can't sit here while I go nowhere. Bum, bum, bum. Chase my dreams through the polluted air. Bum, bum, bum. Joss Stone, we love you, but the original version is better. Thank you, Patty, for staying true. Um, I won't fight you on that. Yeah, I know. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where the sky is falling! I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are covering the 2005 Disney CGI animation... You can call it a classic. Go ahead and call it a classic. Oh, boy. See, you're upset about this one this week. (laughs) I'm not upset about it. I just, upon viewing it again, I was disappointed that it was not as funny as I remember. But what are we watching this week? Chicken Little. Ah, remember Chicken Little? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Listen, I remember the hype of this movie. I remember all the trailers and shit, everybody. And it looked cool. I was obsessed with aliens at the time. So possible alien invasion? Sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. Don't sign me up for Zach Braff, but like, sign me up. <laughs> Before we dive in... Want to remind everybody that we already have 10 wonderful followers on our Twitter account. But we'd like to have more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we want you all to join this viewing party. Absolutely. So remember, you can find us on Twitter at kick and stream. Every time you do it, I'm like, kick in the door. <laughs> if you guys like what we're doing here, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please do that. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we really do. Like, what do you like? Are, what do you not like? Are we annoying? Are we entertaining? Like, do we do we Kermit laugh too much? Yeah, we do. We already know the answer to that. <laughs> we're awful. <laughs> He saw the signs. He tried to warn us. Now, in our darkest hour, he's got a plan to save us all. Run! The sky is falling! Take over! When it comes to saving the world, it helps to be a little chicken. What's that noise? Sorry. Nervous eater. Chicken Little. Son, there's something I want you to know. What, Dad? In about three seconds, I'm going to scream like a little girl. Take us to another world. This is another one of those Disney movies that is barely related to the material it's based on. I guess, yeah. You know, all like guys, all I can say about recently released movies, scary stories to tell in the dark, loosely based. <laughs> Very loosely based. And then you can say the same about Chicken Little. Loosely based. Disney was actually in a pretty bad spot when this movie came out because they hadn't merged with Pixar yet. And they were kind of on their own making CGI movies. And, like, a lot of their movies up until that point had really flopped hard. This is actually the first CGI film they released without Pixar before they merged. Disney? Yeah. And this movie was actually credited with, like, pulling them out of the slump. See? Ugh. It's good. It's a good thing. Just because something's popular doesn't mean it's good. And just because something's popular doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I'm very hard to please. 
It's one of my worst qualities. <laughs> so no. who the fuck is starring in this? We have... It's Zach Braff, everyone. I love Scrubs, but I'm not a fan of Zach Braff. Yeah, no. He did do a very good job with this role, though. Like, just this nervous little twerpy teenager. Mm-hmm. Did we even say who Zach Braff plays? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got so enticed with making fun of Zach Braff, we forgot to mention that he plays Chicken Little. He's the voice of Chicken Little. <laughs> I'm telling you, the the hate is strong. I'm sorry, Zach. We don't we don't like you. It's okay. <laughs> Not everyone. You did really good in this one, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, our dearly departed Gary Marshall plays Chicken Little's dad, Buck Cluck. Oh, don't sound so sad. I know, but I miss Gary. Gary gave us Princess Diaries. He produced A League of Their Own mm-hmm. because his sister Penny directed it. Mm-hmm. His sister Penny's Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. He was involved with the creation of that as well. Uh-huh. Can he... you please uh, write a show, produce it, and uh, put me in it, please? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Happy Days. What? Yes. No. Yes. Happy Days. I'll wait. <laughs> you wait for me to look it up? I'll wait. I'll enjoy my peach bellini. Well, I'll be goddamned. Yep, Happy Days. Gary Marshall created Happy Days. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He also adapted Odd Couple for television. Gary, you are even more... He had shit to do with Lucy, mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, yeah. Bob Hope, Jack Parr. Playing Abby Mallard, you have your fan favorite, Joan Cusack. Ross, I'm limiting you to three shameless references today. Mm-hmm. That is your maximum. No more. I am shameless about shameless, folks. Carrie Ann can't watch it. She doesn't like to watch it. All that dysfunction in one hour. Before we move on, I want to visit the trailer, the teaser trailer for this movie. Uh You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. It gets me going. (laughs) I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah, me too. Yeah, with the paparazzi chasing him around. Uh Oh my God. And I'm sorry. That trailer is funnier than, like, 85% of this movie. I... Okay. (laughs) You think what you want. You were getting ready to agree with me, and then... And I was like, oh, wait, no, I don't agree with that. Listen. Okay. I just think a lot of the jokes are kind of old, even for their time, and they're jokes that even Disney has used before. I'm not going to be a negative Nelly throughout this thing. We're going to laugh. You are staring at me so intently right now. <laughs> I just it is it is a gem. I'm sorry. I think it's a gem. I think I'm going to be hard to please in general because I'm a writer by trade. Like a lot of writers, I always think I can do it better. Well, we got 10 pages of this shit, so we better get going. Take it away, Penny. All right. At the start, we have Gary Marshall on voiceover as Buck Cluck, and we get three false starts to this movie. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? He's, he's debating the best way to open this film. No, not the book. Not, not the, the book. book. We've all seen the book. <clears throat> now, where to begin? How about Once Upon a Time? How many times have you heard that to begin a story? Let's do something else. <gasps> I got it. I got it. Here we go. Here's how to open a movie. Ah! I don't think so. It sounds familiar, doesn't it, to you? Oh, no, no, not the book. How many have seen opening the book before? (laughs) Close the book. We're not doing that. I could listen to Gary Marshall talk all day, by the way. You know, it's funny. When they asked him to do this voice, he was like, I don't do voices, you know? So if you want a chicken who sounds like me, 
Well, then I'm on board. <laughs> Finally, Buck decides to show us a flashback of <laughs> the dark day in the little town of Oaky Oaks, where all these anthropomorphic animals live, mm -hmm. where Chicken Little literally caused a disaster. Mm. Run for your lives! Everyone run for cover! Covered. You're all in danger. We open on pandemonium. Mm -hmm. The school bell is ringing because Chicken Little is ringing it away. What's he letting people know, Carrie Ann? He thinks the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The, the sky, sky is falling. falling. The sky is falling. Are you crazy? Yeah. Or and people are just absolutely going bananas. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, no. <laughs> if, if, wouldn't if, you if you were an anthropomorphic goat living in Oaky Oaks? <laughs> And everybody starts screaming and driving erratically. They're smashing their cars into buildings. OOFD is uh, out in their truck. They're getting ready, you know, to be like, oh, there's a big emergency. Like, I love Chicken Little. He's like, emergency, emergency. I just realized that OOFD stands for Oaky Oaks, Oaks Fire, Fire Department. Department. <laughs> <laughs> and the fire engine is going to, like, smash into this rabbit mom and her uh, buggy of kids. And, like, she... Listen, I hate the joke that all ra like rabbits fuck a lot, guys. Yes, like yes. that's the joke. Yes. And I feel like in children's animation with animals, we see that joke over and over and over again. Robin it, Hood. It's in Zootopia too. Zootopia. Yeah. The old Robin Hood. Yeah, but she grabs onto the first kid and like they're all hooked together like a barrel of monkeys. Monkeys in a barrel. They're just coming out. And it turns into that magic trick where it's like the scarf that never ends. <laughs> just kid after kid after kid after kid after kid. One of the cars smashes into the water tower, mm. which is perfectly round. Yes. Which gives us the sight gag, the Indiana Jones sight gag, with it rolling around everywhere. Mm -hmm. It rolls through the movie theater. Where what is playing? Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> which, I'm sorry, that is an old joke, and you know it. How many times have you seen that joke? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Exactly. This is an anthropomorphic animal universe, but... They know what Indiana Jones is. Yeah, they still have Raiders of the Lost Ark. And therefore know what humans are. Mm. See, I like to think that in this universe, it's the inverse, where animals conceptualize the idea of humans as sentient beings. Yes, And yes. put them in clothes and make them talk and sing funny songs. But there are still no humans yeah, no. anywhere? I have questions. In their day-to-day? -day? Chicken Little drags everyone to the center of town where this old oak tree is. The whole town is there. There's press there? Yes. Yeah. Everybody's got a camera in his face like, what did you see? <laughs> this He's is the most... TMZ town I've ever seen in fiction. And he says, a piece of the sky, a piece of the sky fell down and hit me on the head. It looked like a stop sign, mm -hmm. but it's suddenly gone. He can't find it. Yeah. Yeah. What an ass. <laughs> what an ass you'd feel like. Poor Chicken Little. Somewhere on the ground here. Huh? It, it, it was shaped like that. <gasps> it looks like a stop sign? Yes! Only it doesn't say stop, and it's blue, and it has a cloud on it. At the worst possible moment, an acorn falls out of the tree and hits him on the head, and... <laughs> looks like a stop sign. <laughs> and Buck Cluck, his father, is standing there. He's so embarrassed because his kid has caused a disaster mm -hmm. over an acorn, he yeah, thinks. Yeah. He wishes the Chick-fil-A cow would just appear and, ab and abduct him. No. <laughs> Off to the factory with ye. Uh. Buck chalks the whole commotion up to the acorn. 
and we fade out to present day. <laughs> we see a billboard for a chicken little movie. See, that gets points from me because I love meta humor. Yes. And <laughs> we'll come back to that at the end of the movie, but. A movie. They're making a movie. When, when will everybody forget your big mistake? First, it was all over the papers, then they wrote a book about it, then the book on tape, then the board game. Buck's driving Chicken Little to the bus stop so he can get to school. And the whole way there, he's telling him that you need to lay low for a while so everyone forgets about this nonsense. You just need to disappear. Yeah. Like, that's basically what he's telling him. Look, Dad, it doesn't even matter. You know why? Because I've got a plan. Yeah, about that. Well, remember how I told you it would be better for you just to lay low, don't call attention to yourself, right? Yes, but See, how... it's, it's like a game. Yeah, a game of hide-and-seek, except the goal is never to be found ever. <laughs> oh, my God! Like, your parents are just telling you, hey, don't be you. Yeah. Don't exist. If a teacher asks you a question, say you don't know. <laughs> when Buck finally drops him off, there's this dog mom who sees the dog. Yeah! Yeah, what a bitch! What does she do? This Her kid's like, hey, mom, look, it's the funny chicken. And she's like, oh, yes, that's very nice. That's very nice. We don't make eye contact. He's not Charles Manson. Yeah, like, <laughs> give the poor kid a fucking break. <laughs> there is not a person living or dead that I would be more terrified to make eye contact with than Charles Manson. Mm. But chicken, I just, I, I, he, I... His resilience to this, like, maybe not resilience, but, like, his just... I'm not going to let it tear me down. I'm going to still try to be the best me that I can be. Exactly. And I'm going to believe in myself, despite the fact that literally everyone in town thinks I'm a fuck up. Exactly. He is an indomitable spirit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Buck drops him off finally. And then we get this whole opening montage with the credits of him trying to catch the bus. One little slip. <laughs> yeah, written by the bare naked ladies. What? Little slip. I love that song. What's your favorite sight gag during that entire montage? The soda. I oh, mean, yeah. You also have, you know, the great, you know, trying to get through traffic and his pants getting stuck to the gum in the middle of the crosswalk <laughs> and then getting torn off. There's him licking the sucker and sticking it to someone's bumper so he can hold on as it drives him the rest of the way to school. That's some Marty McFly shit. And he, yes, that's exactly what, that's probably exactly what that's a call out to. Exactly. And, and then he just drags himself into a bush, pantsless. It's just chicken, it's just chicken little in his little chicky undies. <laughs> he just gets the soda bottle and he uses it as a, Jetpack. A jetpack to get up into the school because he's going to be late for class. I love that because he, like, shoots up into the window and he, like, does a somersault and he lands. He stuck the landing. He's so proud of himself. Arms splayed, legs spread. And there's a pyramid full of cheerleaders standing right there. And he's naked. They're screaming. <laughs> Oh and he God. just has to pitter-patter to his locker. He has a neat little levy system in his locker because he's so tiny that he can pull himself. Oh, no, it's the uh, pull-down screen that he's got in his locker. And yeah. he can just ride it all the way up to the top of his locker. I'm definitely glad that it's not that movie. The, Dad, I'm too small to do anything yeah. kind of movie. 
Chicken Little makes do. Exactly. He exists in this world with no help from anybody. And he is just as important as anyone else. Exactly. And he's going to take everything on with a smile on his face. Okay, now we're in class. Mm -hmm. Chicken Little is late because he's stuck inside of his locker. Who is voicing Mr. Woolensworth, the teacher? Patrick Stewart. I love Patrick Stewart. He's not afraid to do anything. Captain... Jean-Luc Picard, the USS USS Enterprise. Enterprise. (laughs) Mr. Woolensworth is taking attendance, and he's just naming off all of these characters that we know from the original fable. Very well. Foxy Loxy. Present pretty and punctual. Goosey Lucy. (gasps) Penny Penny. Ducky Lucky. Fuzzy Wuzzy. Porcupine. Porcupine. Yo. Foxy Loxy is the original villain from this fable so it also makes sense that she's the school bully yes and flanked by goosey lucy who does not have any dialogue no only honks (laughs) she's just the muscle whenever foxy loxy says something shitty it's goosey lucy who's just like (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah yeah she fucking said that yeah she's such a shit-stirring little menace shut up every girl i knew in middle school like (laughs) We're not only meeting Chicken Little's classmates, but we're also meeting his friends. Mm -hmm. We have Runt of the Litter, Mm -hmm. also known as Runt. Mm -hmm. Runt, I feel like, is just a big sight gag that's meant to make fun of fat people. The fat phobia is there. I'm just saying it. But I do enjoy Runt's character Mm -hmm. because he's this massive hog and he's he's crammed himself into one of those desks. It's so identified. <laughs> Master Runt of the Litter. President of Canada for Mr. Woolsworth. Oop, drop my pencil. Loser. Fish out of water. We got fish out of water. What the fuck? No, fish out of water is easily probably my least favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to be unpopular in that, but... He just doesn't make any sense to me. He's only there to cause trouble. That is, that his character's only function is to cause shit. He's the MacGuffin. Yes, he's he's the plot driver. Exactly. He can't communicate because he's wearing a diving bell full of water on his head so he can live in this world. So it's just like... He really doesn't contribute to the friend dynamic, hardly, between Runt and Chicken Little and Abby. And we've got Chicken Little's best friend, Abby Mallard. The ugly duckling. Yeah. Yeah. I will not tolerate rude behavior at the expense of the flower. Hey, hey, no worries, Mr. Wollensworth. You mustn't sneak up on me, ugly uh, Abby. (laughs) And then just the horn. Like how ugly she is. Shut up with your big hooves. She's a child. Like, literally stop calling children ugly. Forgive the pun, but Abby's just like, water off a duck's back. Exactly. It doesn't bother me. the same way, like, I love this little group of friends. You know, everyone's making fun of Runt because he's large and not in charge. Mm -hmm. Everyone's making fun of Abby because, you know, she's ugly. And then, which she's not. She looks, she's a duck. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try and talk about the physical attractiveness of animated characters. Not today, no. Who are also not human. Chicken Little and his size and his small size and they're all just, you know, we're not gonna let it get us down. Yeah. Because they have each other. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is kind of beautiful. 
We cut to gym class. Chicken Little is still not there because he's still trying to get out of the locker. Mm -hmm. They're going to play dodgeball. And in case dodgeball, by its very nature, didn't already bring out the uh, Lord of the Flies. What does Coach Wolf do? He puts the popular kids against the unpopular kids. Split the two teams. Popular versus unpopular. Chicken Little finally gets there. He's fashioned himself a pair of shorts out of his math homework. Yeah. He's folded it up. And this is the first time we see just how in sync he is with Abby mm-hmm. as friends. You and I love good banter. Yes. We are fans of good banter. And Abby and Chicken Little have very good banter. Chicken Little is explaining to Abby that he's got a plan for getting his dad's love back. So I figure all I need is a chance. Ugh. All I need is a chance to do something great to make everyone forget the whole sky falling thing once and for all. And then my dad will finally have a reason to be proud of me. Abby goes on to explain that Chicken Little really needs to talk to his dad. Yeah, Abby's like, this is fucked up. Like, you should not feel this emotionally staunched by your dad. Exactly. And you need closure because if you don't have closure, Modern Mallard says that leads to early molting. (laughs) Modern Mallard. Abby is quite the little psychiatrist when it comes to her friends, and I love it. She reads magazines. Yes. Which, like, anybody out there who identifies as female, don't read beauty magazines. They'll do nothing but make you feel bad, because this culture is terrible. Mm-hmm. I just love Abby, because she doesn't need to be told that she's the smartest person here. She already knows. She knows. Yeah, and she's just like, these stupid boys won't listen to me. They're going to molt early. <laughs> Abby's walking away, and Foxy Loxy, proving that she is a raging, shit-stirring little menace, throws a dodgeball at her during a timeout. This is another example of, like, Chicken Little not letting his size prevent him from standing up for his friends. Here comes a great line. Yeah, because Foxy Loxy is the bully and an actual predator. He doesn't let that stop him. I guess only girls are good at honest communication and sensitivity. That does it. We were in a timeout, Foxy. Prepare to hurt. And I don't mean emotionally like I do. And then Goosey Lucy, who's the muscle... (laughs) <laughs> Are you going to do that every time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He t- she takes him and like uses him like a slingshot, flings him up on the window. Assault. We're talking about assault. Yes. <laughs> and he like falls down onto the fire alarm. He's caused another problem. Yep. And we cut immediately to the principal's office where the principal is yelling at his dad, telling him what a screw up his kid is. It's a real shame your kid is an embarrassment to me. Exactly. <laughs> like, and the principal is voiced by Wallace Shawn. I had to look it up because I was like, is Wallace Shawn still alive? Yeah, no, he... I, I, do, I don't think of him as a human. I, I feel like he was just a garden gnome that was brought to life in 1987 and he's still around. If you've watched animated anything, guys, you've probably heard Wallace Shawn. He's in a lot of things. This is where we learn that Buck was a huge baseball star in high school. You were Buck Ace, Cluck, our school baseball star. Great, great background drop there. Principal is a fun name. Principal... Fetch it? Principal Fetch it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get it? Because he's a dog. (laughs) God. So Chicken Little feels like he's got this legacy to live up to. He's just sitting outside Fetch it's office and he's just listening to his principal berate his dad over what a problem he is. And he's just like, I can't do anything right. You it's know? the worst feeling. On the drive home, Chicken Little tells Buck that he wants to join the baseball team. Yeah, because that's like his big 
plan, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's how he's going to get Buck to, to love him again. Yeah, it's like, th- that's what you did. That's how you made it big. I want to be just like you, you know? And Trying and, to appeal to Buck's ego. And Buck's like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, because what engaged father would not want their kid to mm-hmm. do the thing that they did well in high school or whatever? He's trying to convince his father how great he's going to be. Not the other way around. Like, not the dad being like, oh, you're going to be good, kid. Don't you worry about it. He's trying to convince him. Yeah. It's so sad. I know. Love your kids. We are, we, we learn that Chicken Little's mom is, is gone. Yeah. She's, she's deceased. Oh, Chloe. If only you were here. You'd know what to do. Buck legitimately doesn't know what he's doing as a father. I mean, and I mean, you gotta, we we gotta give our parents credit sometimes because you have to realize that they're people too. Yeah. And they have their own shortcomings and they don't know how to handle everything. That being said, I feel like dead moms or or dead parents in general, like, I feel like... (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel like... the way you went. Dead moms. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like dead mom characters are just like a writer's shortcut to explain bad parenting. Yeah. I I hear that over again. Like, your mom or your dad, they were always good with these things. Yeah. And they're not here anymore, which explains why I'm shite at it. Yeah. Explains why this is bad. No. No. Let's do the tango. (laughs) Single parent or not, it's your responsibility to be a good one. This movie's very song heavy because we have the five for fighting tune mm-hmm. that's playing over that really sad scene, and then we go immediately into stir it up. of Chicken Little joining the baseball team mm-hmm. and just trying his damnedest. Yeah. Like, everybody's against him. Foxy Loxy very quickly becomes, like, the star of the team. Mm-hmm. And she's the worst about it. And, I mean, hey, this, this, this baseball team is the pride of Oaky Oaks. Yeah. So for... this is a very big thing that Chicken Little is trying to put himself in the middle of. Imagine Friday Night Lights, but with baseball and animals. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know if it's quite the same. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. (laughs) Yeah, the whole team just treats Chicken Little like he's not there. But the indomitable spirit he is, he does not let that prevent him from giving 150%. I'm a keep it running because a winner don't quit on themselves. That's right. Queen Bay. God love you. I feel like they rely on montages pretty heavily. And for the... my reason for that is because this movie doesn't get interesting until the aliens show up. We see him getting stronger and stronger with Abby and Runt's help. Uh-huh. They're great friends. They are. They're helping him get where he needs to be. That's that quality support that you need mm-hmm. from your friend group. But don't but don't forget, folks, you have to take care of yourselves, too. It's okay to be there for your friends. But if it's at your own detriment, you know what? No, I'm not a shrink. What were we saying? <laughs> Abby especially is just that friend who's kind of always telling you what to do, but not because she's coming, but not because she's domineering. It's because she's just like, girl, wash your face. Yeah, like, 
you need to grow. Yeah, like, exactly. Thank you, Abby. We all need an Abby in thank our lives. Thank you, Joan Cusack. <laughs> we come to the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. This is for all the acorns. <laughs> yes. This is for the pennant. And the whole fucking town is there. Yeah. And the, the announcer is... The announcer is Harry Shearer. What? Great voice work. Like, these are great voice actors in this movie. Exactly. Do you know who Harry Shearer is? Yes, I know who Harry Shearer is. Tell me. He's he's a cast member of The Simpsons. Exactly! Mr. Burns! Harry Shearer started doing radio when he was five. He was on the Jack Benny program. He's got that radio voice. But this battle has taken a heavy toll on our hometown heroes. After nine grueling innings and several players out with injuries, the acorns are scraping the bottom of the roster. Hopefully, there's just enough muscle on the bench to pull out a win. Up next, Chicken Little. Everybody is upset. Not a single person here believes in this kid. This is Chicken Little is Susan Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> going out on stage for the first time. Not a single person thought they were going to deliver. They're, he's going to lose the game. That's what everybody has on their mind. They're just like, we are so close to this. And you're going to put Chicken Little up to that. The coach orders him not to swing. Okay, kid, listen up. You have an itty bitty, teeny tiny strike zone. There's no way he can throw you out. Just take the walk. Don't swing. Yeah, but coach, I have a no, good no, feeling about Look at me. Look at me. Don't swing. Take the walk. You hear me? Just take the walk. Take the walk. Don't swing. The outfielders are, like, relaxing mm. because they don't think that he's ever going to have a ghost of a chance of hitting the ball. One of them one of them goes on the ground. It's the... It's the gopher. The gopher literally is like, mm, fuck it, and then just like, <laughs> goes underground. The dog starts chasing its tail in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sleeping on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was ashamed of myself because there's this slow shot where he just goes... Today is a new day. Yeah, and you're just like... it. Look, I can't... You have goosebumps right now after just saying it. Yeah! Like, fuck yes, Chicken Little! Exactly! Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I hate myself. For reasons that defy physics, Chicken Little manages to swing that bat. He pops off. He does. It hits it all the way into the outfield. And because everybody's dicking around, it's a mad scramble for the ball. A mad Susan Boyle moment. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck? He's so stunned, he forgets to run. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? Run! Exactly! And Buck's the one that gets his attention. He's like, run, son! Run! Chicken Little is rounding third base, and they're trying to get the ball because it's stuck to the steer's horn. They pick up the outfielder, this cow, yes, and throw him across <laughs> home plate. Yes. And <laughs> it's like a photo finish. But he's safe. Because they dust it all away. And his little his little foot is touching home plate. The crowd goes ape shit. And wouldn't you? I yeah. <laughs> I went ape shit when Susan Boyle got the reaction she did. We have seriously strange ways of, of associating. Rela- of associating. <laughs> oh god. We go to a really good <laughs> we we cut to a really great scene. He is me. Yes. Because he's he's in his bedroom. Chicken Little's in his bedroom. He's enjoying his victory moment, guys. And he is singing, we are the champions. By Queen. Yes. <laughs> I am the champion. I, I am the champion. 
but gone is the loser cause I am the champion <gasps> of the world I just love that yeah oh god and then there's this really great moment where Buck busts in his room and is like you know you know he he throws he rounds second he rounds third they're bonding they're bonding everything's gonna be okay now buck is truly proud of him in this moment chicken little has like a slight moment of clarity he's like wait should we still talk like you know we're supposed to for closure yeah 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 it's a cliche with men in general that y'all don't talk about your feelings it's true i don't understand it but like, I can't shut up about my own feelings. I don't know how you guys don't talk about it. I mean, I didn't for a long time yeah. until I realized it was okay. And healthy. Like I said before, the more I reflect on my life, you just realize how kind of gross things were being conditioned as a child. Just like, you don't cry. You don't show emotion. You're not a girl. Because wouldn't that be the worst like, this thing? this country truly hates women. It does. In every facet of its culture. So everything's going great. He won the pennant. Dad loves him again. This... He calls a mace. He does. He calls a mace just like he was called in high school. I want to cry. I know. This is a good time to point out that I think this movie is paced very oddly because we're half an hour into this movie and it feels like it's over. I know, right? Like, like it's an after-school special. You feel like the struggle has been overcome. It makes you wonder what else is about to fall into his lap. Well, I'll tell you. Tell me. It's a heavy octagon. <laughs> <gasps> a piece of the sky? Shaped like a stop sign? Not again! I can just, I can feel his energy in this moment. Where he's looking, and he has the literal evidence of everything he thought was true. And he's just like, no. No, no, no. I just got to a place. <laughs> I just got to a place where everything is good. This, this is going to fuck everything up. Like, I just got normal. <laughs> <laughs> I just got accepted again. That's life, kids. <laughs> and then Buck comes to investigate the noise. Hey, what's wrong? Nothing. You sure? Mm -hmm. I thought I heard you yell. No. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I, I fell out of bed. Huh? How'd you get over there? Over where? There. Where? There. How'd you get over there? What are we talking about? <laughs> I fell out of bed. <laughs> huh? And because Buck is just used to not dealing with the problem, he's just like, okay. <laughs> and like, Chicken Little's noticing that it's got all these lights on the back of it, uh -huh. and knobs and wires. Like, upon further investigation, he realizes that it's got this chameleon-like ability to match whatever it's leaning against. It what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, he drops that thing out of shock and he's like, I gotta call Abby. Cut to Abby having a girl's night in with fish out of water and runt. What are they doing? They're singing karaoke. What are they singing? If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Gotta get with my friends. Make it last forever. Yeah, and so they rush over to Chicken Little's house to investigate this octagon. Yes. And all Abby can do is drag him about the fact that he's not told his dad yet. Abby has a theory. Yeah, she thinks it might be like a piece of a space shuttle yeah. or something like that. Or like maybe it's frozen pee. 
maybe it was just a piece of frozen pee from a jet airplane. While they're arguing about this, Fish has discovered that this thing doubles as a hoverboard. Fish! <laughs> he jumps on top of that thing, and it just, shoom, takes off out the window. Like, what the fuck? Our friend is gone. <laughs> and then you see it just move away. But you can see that little glow stick hanging out, so they can follow him. On the way out of the house, Abby's like, this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time to tell your dad what's going on. <laughs> you need closure. like. But like stereotypical men, they're not going to deal with it. Oh, oh, whoa, son, where's the fire here? Chicken Little has something to tell you. Tell him. He can handle it. What are we talking about? <sighs> uh. Gotta go, Dad, bye. <laughs> you gotta be ready to listen to your children, even if they have nothing to say. I'm not a parent, but I've seen that in motion. Like, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Uh -huh. What? The dog's nose is brown. Yeah. <laughs> yes, honey, that's very nice. <laughs> they track this floating glow stick to the baseball diamond. And that's where some shit really starts happening. Mm -hmm. Because everything's spinning. There's lots of lights. It's creating a cyclone. Abby is transfixed, like Tiffany, in Independence Day. Where she's so just like, pretty. so pretty. Like Chicken has, Chicken Little has to like pull her off the diamond. Abby, don't look at the light. I can't help it. It's so beautiful. And so they get her out in just the nick of time. And what, what has come down from the sky? It's an alien spaceship. It's a fucking alien spaceship. It just opens up and these very War of the World-like aliens just crawl out of it. They've got tentacles mm -hmm. and little lights on their forehead. Yeah, the aliens fuck off into the cornfield mm -hmm. and they see fish in the, in, the, in the ship, like waving, like, hi! <laughs> Poor fish, he's probably stuffed and mounted like an intergalactic trophy herb. Maybe he's a half-living host implanted with their uh, face-hugging embryo babies. <laughs> One thing's for sure, man, he's gone. Gone, man. <gasps> Not yet. The interior of this ship is very aliens. Yes. Yeah, like with the and pipes. And also too big to exist within that tiny spaceship. Oh, you think so, huh? It's very hairy in the tent at the Quidditch World Cup. Like There's all these experiments, including this orange tuft of hair that looks like the hair that's missing from Ron Howard's head. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's just floating there, and it's got, like, one eyeball... And it freaks Chicken Little out. He's just like, ah. it's, a little, it's a little alien. It's a little it's a alien. Little furry orange alien. And like Abby, and like they keep looking for fish and the little tuft of hair starts following them. Mm -hmm. and it, this is the point where Runt freaks the fuck out. <laughs> he can't handle the pressure. Yeah. Where are you, fish? Shh. I get out of the pressure. Go on without me. Runt. Oh, they jeopardize the mission. Dangerous. Oh, throw me overboard while you still have a chance. Just leave me some ammo, a little water, some chips if you have them. Come, come. Okay, right. They finally find Fish, who is literally just dicking around. Fuck you, Fish. He is not at all, like, he's not McReady. He really, yes, he is not McReady. He <laughs> 
right after they find him, what happens? Runt is existentially staring at this. They're like in this planetarium-esque room with this giant map on the wall slash ceiling. And you just see planet after planet with red X's through them. (laughs) And then I love how you finally get to Earth. It's got a big circle with four different arrows pointing towards it. And then just the complete silence. We're next. And so it's it's time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but that's complicated because the aliens have returned while they were inside. Big big suspense. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens have noticed the, the little orange ball is gone. Yeah. It's not where it's supposed to be. And so they start freaking out, waving their arms. Yes. And they chase all of the kids out of the spaceship. With their big mechanical egg heads. Yes. And that little orange tuft of hair starts following everybody. Botita. Botita. Wait for me. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? He's really cute. Yeah. He's super cute. I can't get past it. He's got three little legs. Yeah. And three little... eyeballs. Yeah. And then, what do the aliens do? They go crop circling. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a cornfield. Yeah. Get it? Because signs? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they did everything they could to call out to everything they could. They turn into, like, these ceiling fan machete things. They turn into ceiling fan sickles, and they start (laughs) mowing down corn, and they have to run away. And I love the the shot of them running through the cornfield, like, that's big and panned up from the sky, and you see them just twirling around. What do we notice in the distance? The school bell. The school bell. This is the perfect way to tell everybody what's happening. Or is a repeat performance coming? Exactly. Yeah. They get to the bell tower, and the doors are locked, Yeah, and they can't get in, and that's when Chicken Little, in full action hero mode, he's like, I need a soda. Ross, we've come to your favorite gag. I just love Runt, and Runt is furiously trying to put a dollar into the soda machine, but all the corners all crinkled, and then he's trying to straighten it out. The struggle is not only real, it's relatable. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Corners all wrinkled. What? Why are we doing this? Come on, take it, take it. Yes! He shakes that thing like he's got nothing left to live for. He pulverizes that thing. He knows it's down to the wire. These aliens are coming. It's do or die. <laughs> We get a repeat of the sight gag from the beginning of the movie where he uses it as a Mm jetpack. Again, that's one of the reasons I have such a problem with this movie is because not only does it recycle its own jokes, but it does so quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, Like the rabbit thing in the beginning, like not 30 seconds had passed between the first time we saw that joke and the second time we saw that joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of boring. And there like, are flaws. I'm not saying... Not every movie has to be perfect. I'm just saying the imperfections in some movies are going to piss me off more than others. Mm-hmm. That, that's just who I am. So Chicken Little gets to the top of the tower, and he's ready. He needs to alert people. He grabs that bell rope to ring it and just... He has a flashback. His mind melts into this flashback. <laughs> of just all of the shame... And all of the horror that he created for himself the first time when he did this. The sky! 
worst I am, folks. Ring the bell! And then, you know, he has nothing left to lose. So he starts to ring the bell, and the aliens don't care for it. Oh, no. No, no, no. They're like, oh, what the fuck is that noise? They are. It, it hurts them. It's physically hurting them to hear the bell. And you cut to the cornfield where the little or the little baby alien is, and he's just like... Mm. Like, you know, and, and he the, digs a hole and just boom. Yeah. He's don't out. You, don't you wish we could all be there, the, him in that moment? Just dig a hole and disappear? Yeah. <laughs> big mood. <laughs> like, big mood. <laughs> Everybody in town turns out for the bell ringing because because yeah. I guess that's like their alarm system. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't really intellectualize up until this point. For the second time in this movie... Chicken Little's got a camera crew in his face asking a bunch of questions. And he's like, no, wait, seriously, I'll show you. And, like, he's dragging everybody to the baseball diamond so they can see the ship before it disappears. And they don't get there in time. And, like, they're literally almost there. And Mayor Cluck just stops everyone dead cold and looks down at the ground and goes, ooh, a penny. (laughs) Guys! Oh, right. (laughs) God. And it's gone by the time they get there. Abby and Runt are trying to vouch for him. They're like, no, seriously, there were aliens. And I love how Runt's mom grabs him. Eyes are glowing and then tentacles and maps with planets and exits through them. Runt, that's enough. Don't make mommy take away your Streisand collection. Mom, you leave Barbara out of this. That's you. Yes. Except replace Barbara Streisand with Judy Garland. Yes. Don't make mommy take away your Judy collection. Mom, you leave Judy out of this. <laughs> Chicken Little is begging Buck. To believe him. Yeah. Dad! Dad! I'm not making this up. You gotta believe me this time. No, son. I don't. I am heartbroken. Me too. Like, Me too. Fuck, Buck. Like <laughs> he's tried really hard twice now. It's it's hard enough to believe yourself in crazy times like this. Like, am I being gaslit? That this is real. It's hard enough to believe yourself that these things are happening, but when your parents don't believe you, you feel truly alone. Very low. This is what this whole movie is about for me. I relate it back to anxiety. I relate it back to trying to explain to someone who doesn't have anxiety what it's like to feel this way. And they don't experience it. They can't see it happening, but it's happening to me. And then people think I'm making it up or I'm over-exaggerating. I want to fucking cry. Yeah. Because his... (laughs) Buck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not being very articulate, but... That's just the feeling I get. Exactly. The next morning, <laughs> the news is all over this nonsense. I know. Buck is getting like this influx of angry phone calls. Yes, yes. Hello, I'm sorry. Hello, I apologize. Hello, give me a break. Hello, I'm... what? You were trampled? That's terrible. I, I thought rabbit's feet were supposed to be lucky. <laughs> you have hate mail. And then the last one, it's like, yeah, well, I'd like to see you try. Okay, love you too, Mom. Bye. <laughs> yeah. God. You just keep expecting him to go, hello, thank you. Hello, I'm sorry. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Chicken Little's in the backyard sulking because... <laughs> His life has ended for the second time. In less than a year. <laughs> yeah. 
what a rough time. And that is when Kirby finally makes his presence known. Kirby. Kirby is the name of the little orange tuft of hair yeah. that's been following him around. He's an alien baby, mm-hmm. and he's been left behind by his parents. That's why. That's why the aliens are looking. Yeah, they mm-hmm. think that these kids have stolen their child. Mm-hmm. And Abby and Runt come over, and they're like, you got to tell your dad. And for, like, the third time, he's like, nope. Nope. I am not opening up this can of worms for the third time. I know I have proof, but every time I try to tell the truth, my life ends. Uh, again, another way that Fish confuses me. And another way that he's just here to fill in the plot holes. Mm. He's the only one that can communicate with Kirby. Oh, yeah, that's right. His name is Kirby? They left him behind? Darth Vader's Luke's father? That was an actual spoiler for me. In the theater. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Listen. You knew that before you saw this movie. I was not a Star Wars child. Oh, my God. I, I didn't watch it as a kid. I didn't grow up with the prequels or any of that stuff. Um, Never fear, Kirby, because mom and dad are here. The sky begins to crack apart into, what do you know, perfectly octagonal pieces to reveal the actual sky that is above that. The people of Okie Oaks can finally see the evidence. Chicken Little has been fucking right all along. (laughs) Who's saying fake news now, bitches? (laughs) The aliens start fucking everything up. They're looking for their kid, and they're pissed. They're vaporizing people. This, these aliens? Yes, they are vaporizing people, and you're just like, ooh, that's dark. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, it's been fun and games up until now. Now the animals are dying. Chicken Little runs off. With Kirby, because he's like, we got to get him back to his parents. That's the only way we're going to stop this mm-hmm. inhumanity. Mm-hmm. And, like, Buck's not going to let him go. Yeah. Buck, quit standing in the way of everything. But Chicken Little doesn't give a shit. He's just like, never mind. You won't believe me anyway. Yeah. And just fucks off by himself. Mm-hmm. And again, a recycled joke. It starts playing R.E.M.'s End of the World as We Know It. Son. Son, come back! Son! Chicken Little! Mr. Clark! Wait, he's telling the truth! He is! Well, go give it his track record. We understand why you don't believe Buck's chasing his kid. Chicken Little's chasing the alien kid. Yeah. It's like this weird little train. They finally escape danger. They're in the movie theater. It's Buck and Chicken Little and Kirby. They're all in the movie theater. <laughs> Buck and Chicken Little are arguing. And Abby's like, hey, come on. We got to go. Yeah. Aliens are invading. You are not McReady. <laughs> She's like, would you guys just stop messing around and deal with the problem? Yeah. Thank you, Abby, for being the voice of reason. Well, they take that as a cue, and they just start to hash out all of their emotional shit right there on the spot. Yeah. You're never there for me! What? Okay, that's not what I had in mind, but... 
You're never there for me. I mean, you were, you were there when I won the big game, but not when I thought the sky fell. And not at the ball field, and certainly not now. This is good. Keep going, keep going. You, you've been ashamed of me ever since the acorn thing happened, and we have to talk about it, because modern Mallard says avoiding closure can lead to molting, and I'm already small, and on top of that, I don't think I can handle being bald. I think Buck's surprised. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, oh shit. I, I didn't think I was doing that to you. I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah. This is why you need to talk. This, this is, is why, why mo- This is why you communicate with your kids, folks. This is why Modern Mallard says that lack of closure leads to early <laughs> molting. Read Modern Mallard, folks. Yeah. Get woke. <laughs> but you need to know that I love you. No matter what. And, I, and I'm sorry I... And I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like that was something you had to earn. Oh, this is where the movie loses me hardcore. Because everybody's pumped up, they're gonna go deal with the alien invasion, and then randomly, Chicken Little grabs Abby and smooches her. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have such an issue with it if, after it happens, she just becomes useless yeah, that's right. She does. She's just like floating on a cloud. They do the foot pop thing, which that's from Princess Diaries. Yeah, yeah. She just becomes this daydreamy, sing-songy, empty-headed person. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not for that. The but character has become an irrelevance. She's become disempowered. Yeah, through true love's kiss. I'm telling you. <laughs> seeing Sleeping Beauty in a whole new way. <laughs> <laughs> Buck and Chicken Little and Kirby head for the school tower because that's where the alien spaceship with his parents... It's just hovering. Yeah, yeah. And so they climb to the top of this thing. They climb like 10 floors even for a sight gag, even though there's no way the schoolhouse is 10 stories yeah, high. Yeah, like, that's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> credit where credit is due. Buck is with him until the very end of that. That's right. They're on top of the bell tower. They're fighting off aliens. It's really awesome. And they're like, hey, we did it. And then the aliens just vaporize them. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're like, oh shit, is the movie over? <laughs> Please let it be over. <laughs> Sorry. We're transported to this purgatory. Everybody who's been vaporized so far is just kind of hanging out in dead space. Foxy Loxy is in like the fetal position <laughs> and sucking her thumb. Mm -hmm. She's been traumatized. Yeah. And everybody's there. Turkey Lurkey's there. Everybody's fine. They haven't died. Yeah. They're just hanging out in the spaceship now. And this giant set of eyes appears. <laughs> and this big, booming voice. Why did you take our child? Hey, hey, hey. Just, 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 just hold on there, buddy. My son did not take your kid. You were the one that left him behind. That's bad parenting. And I should know. And then the big voice like points all these scary looking guns at them. <laughs> the anxiety is high. And then you see Kirby's little eyes appear. Kirby's explaining the situation. Uh -huh. It's like, no, nah, dad, it was all just a big misunderstanding. Yeah. These two alien parents. This is a great pair of voice cameos mm -hmm. by Fred Willard 
and Catherine O'Hara. Two very big Second City veterans. Yes! Mm-hmm. I love Catherine O'Hara! Their name, the parents' names, the alien parents' names are Melvin and Tina. I didn't know... <laughs> Tina, that's her name. Oh my god. Oh dear goodness, we we are so very sorry. Yes, we are. And if it hadn't been for your son there, well, we might have <laughs> vaporized the whole planet. What? Ooh. Oh my goodness, what a shame that would have been. Tell him. I mean, where else would we have picked our acorns? We stop here every summer on the way to the in-laws. Every year. Oh yeah. The aliens in their <laughs> in their wisdom. In their wisdom, start putting everything back together and restoring everyone's particles into place. <laughs> Except for Foxy Loxy. Yes. Foxy Loxy, due to the trauma of what she's experienced, has gone from this bully tomboy into this lollipop, lollipop. Like, <laughs> not everything got, not all of her particles got rearranged correctly. <laughs> and you know who explains that to us? The Patrick Warburton alien. Mm. Okay, everything's been put back to normal. Except for this one over here. Hi, y'all. <gasps> Foxy? She got her brain waves a little scrambled during reconstitution, but no worries, we can put her back the way she was. No! She's perfect. Lollipop, lollipop. Scary. But Runt loves her now. Oh she, my god. She's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Lollipop. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> the explanation for why the cloaking panel has hit Chicken Little two times is that they come here every year, the same time of year. That's right. Kind of like, how, <laughs> kind of like how the New Yorkers, you know, go north to watch the leaves change. So yeah, they they just love to come down and check out the acorns. Yeah, they just I, like looking. I don't know why, but every time they come down, that panel always falls off, and that's what hit Chicken Little on the head the first time, and everybody's like, <gasps> "What?" Yes. <laughs> And the aliens take off, they're gone, problem averted, and Buck just turns to him and goes, Oh, I like to see the movie they make about you now. I just hope they stay true to what really happened. Oh, son, these people are from Hollywood. The one thing they will never do is mess with a good story. Guys, this is my favorite part of the movie. Isn't that sad? Yeah. 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 No, and I said it at the beginning, I love meta humor. <laughs> This part is funnier than most of the movie. Yeah. Adam West is voicing Chicken Little yes. in the movie. Red alert! Man your battle stations! Status report, Mr. Fish. Commander Little, the evil Fox Moxie army has broken through the planet's atmosphere. Oh, but that means... Yes, I know. The sky is falling. <gasps> Commander Little, no! Please... Call me Ace. And they cast Abby as this really hot duck. Fish can speak. Abby's hot. <laughs> like, r- runs run- this big tank who, of a guy. Who dies in the movie. Isn't that dark? It is dark. Listen to me, Hollywood. If I ever get famous enough to have a movie made about my life, I don't want to see Jennifer Lawrence in a fat suit. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. I am a Genji Cohen-looking bitch. (laughs) You better find someone who looks like me. (laughs) Got it? Oh, my God. Here's that dance party ending that I was talking about in Shrek. Disney, be original. (laughs) 
God. And it's just another karaoke party. Yeah. Like the end of Shrek. Dance to the music. Don't go breaking my heart. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. I couldn't if I tried. Don't go breaking my So, like, that's it, right? <laughs> that's how it ends? Yeah. It's just kind of like, everything's fine. Everything's fine now. We've all had closure. <laughs> and we've been invaded. No one will be prematurely molting tonight. <laughs> so, like, what does this movie mean to millennials? Question mark? I am sure that everybody gleans different meanings from this movie. Mostly because the tone and the message are a little muddled. However, I already kind of said it. I relate this movie to just trying to make everyone around me believe me when I tell them that I'm experiencing anxiety. Yes. Like, I don't have to explain this to most of you, but the last four years, I have felt like the sky is falling. Yeah. With the political upheaval and the fact that this country, the simulation is breaking down, guys. In a simulation. Like, it's fucking crazy. And trying to explain to everyone how I feel, think, and experience life differently from them and how sometimes people don't believe me. They Mm -hmm. don't take me at my word. That's how I relate to this movie. Mm -hmm. How do you relate to this movie? Well, I relate to this movie because as a child, especially at the time that this movie came out, I had big issues with the truth. I was a little liar because I was always terrified of what my parents would think if they knew the my real actions, my real thoughts, all that good stuff. And this is just for me personally, the way Chicken Little was able to try and reach out and be the one who was being communicative and the one who is trying to say, listen, I'm great and I can vouch for it. But he always had the truth on his side, whereas I didn't. Especially the way that things patch up between him and his dad in the end. You know, that that resonated with me. And it Sometimes sh- you just gotta talk about it. Yeah, sometimes you just have to talk about it and not bullshit. Yeah. You know? Not pretend everything is fine. You don't have to pretend everything is fine, and you don't have to make your life a lie to make yourself seem more... Worthy. Worthy. Oh my god, it's over. I'm sorry guys, you know, honestly, I wasn't... I I picked this film just because, I mean, listen, Carrie Ann doesn't think it's such a great film, but I like it just because it tickles me. It's know? a good time. This Chicken Little, to me, is like Piper Chapman. She's not great. Yeah. She's really not. But 
she has her moments where she tickles you and makes you laugh, you know? I think that's a great way. You tickle me, Chapman. Yeah. You, know, you tickle me, Chicken Little. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? We got to talk about what we're doing next. Okay. It's my turn to pick, brother. Okay. So, oh, wait. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know this time. Yeah, I had it down to two choices, mm-hmm. and I decided that I would tell you live on air what I'm what I'm picking for my next movie. All right, sis. Hit me with it. We're going with another comedy. Sort of back to school, sort of not. Okay. Kindergarten Cop. Yay! <laughs> It'll be really, really great to get Schwarzenegger out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> To get get a Schwarzenegger subject out of the way. (laughs) And goddammit, it's going to be Kindergarten Cop. It's my favorite Schwarzenegger movie. Not Total Recall. Not The Terminator. It's going to be Kindergarten Kindergarten Cop. (laughs) Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, The Terminator himself, and Grandmother Willow. Oh my god. The principal is Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas. Oh, I didn't know that. The tiny woman, Linda Hunt. Holy crap. She's also on NCISLA. Thanks again for listening, guys. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We want to hear from you guys. We do. We need to know. Are we we really as funny as we think we are? (laughs) Or is it just the people that know us? (laughs) And don't forget to follow us on our new Twitter account, at kick and stream at kick it in the stream <laughs> at kick in the door on twitter more quality content coming to you from kicking and streaming i'm carrie i'm ross and we are over and out